0: Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sadman, here in Victoria, B.C. In this program, we all discover jazz, old and new, together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles, and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 Minutes... Discovering Jazz, starting with a song that needs no further commentary. True blues ain't no new news about who's been
1: abused, for the blues is old in my stolen soul. I sang the blues when the missionaries came, passing out Bibles in Jesus' name. I sang the blues in the hull of the ship, beneath the sting of the slave master's whip. I sang the blues when the ship anchored the dock, my
0: Poets from 1971, an album called This Is Madness. It Sounds like not too much has changed. This week's Discovering Jazz program is about racism and how jazz can be part of the solution. Jazz is music born of the African-American experience, and it is now played and listened to all over the world. The Artistic Director of SF Jazz out of San Francisco, Randall Klein, believes that those who present, play, and enjoy this music are duty-bound to recognize its origins. He states, When we see the acculturated oppression and violence against African African Americans continually expressed throughout our society, we must choose to fight it. The birth of jazz and its evolution is rooted in black artists fighting against systemic oppression. Jazz musicians have always been on the front lines of change. Craig Patterson, who is an integral part of the International Jazz Day celebration in Peterborough, Ontario, and works hard to promote jazz all across Canada, wrote in one of his posts, There are many ways to show our support. One way for me today is to post jazz that speaks to the call for freedom and safety and compassion and social change. Some of what I'm playing and saying on this week's program was inspired by Craig's posts. Some are related to other posts that address systemic racism, its awareness, and some solutions. This next one is Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers from 1964. It's a Freddie Hubbard composition called The Core. It is dedicated to the Congress of Racial Equality and expresses Hubbard's admiration of that organization's persistence and resourcefulness in its work for total meaningful equality. They're getting, he explains, at the core, at the center of the kinds of change that has to take place before this society is really open to everyone. The piece was titled that also because Hubbard thought that the musicians got at some of the core of jazz, the basic feelings and rhythms that are at the foundations of music. With Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor sax, Curtis Fuller trombone, Cedar Walden on piano, and Reggie Workman on bass, and of course, Art Blakey drums the core. Blakey's Jazz Messengers. One way of being a part of the solution is to ensure we don't turn a blind eye to racial prejudice of any kind, whether it be blatant or unconscious. Three black Americans who committed no crimes have been killed in the past couple months, two by police and one by three white men who, until a number of protests were mounted, were not going to be arrested or charged. Of all the recent incidents, perhaps the one that most illustrates clearly how black Americans are considered second-class citizens that are targeted by police is the incident where a woman in Central Park, New York, is told by an African American bird watcher that her dog needs to be leashed. Her response is to tell him that she's phoning the police and I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Now, whether or not this woman was a blatant racist, or whether some of this was motivated by fear, as she claimed, the reality is that she knew that just by saying that the man was African American puts her in a position of power. It is quite the illustration of that power differential, I would think. Here's a song, written and sung by an African-American, that also seems to highlight that power differential and the pervasiveness of racism. When I first heard this tune many years ago, I I thought it was divorced from reality. Since then, I've become educated. Yes, he treats this incident with an over-the-top humor, and it is the reality for many people of color in the U.S., parts of Europe, and sometimes in Canada. Eugene McDaniels, Supermarket Blues.
2: Cashier and said, excuse me, please But I bought this can of pineapple the other day When I got it home, it was a can of peas, Goddamn! If I would one of those, I'd have picked my nose And strolled on in the back to the vegetable freeze, uh-huh Just then the supermarket manager hit me from behind Brought me to my knees, y'all I got the supermarket blues And it's really much more than I can ever use, yeah I got the supermarket blues If I could choose It's really them I'd like to lose When I came to, sirens were wailing away When I touched my face, my hand turned red As I struggled from the floor, the crowd called out for more. Some old lady kicked me in the head. God damn. For God's sakes, lady, I only wanna trade a can of peas for a lousy loaf of bread, uh-huh. Just then a cop rushed in and joined the fun. Threatened my life with some lead, y'all. Blues. It's really much more than I can ever use. Yeah, yeah. I got the supermarket blues if I could choose. It's really them I'd like to lose. remember ranting and raving and quoting my constitutional civil right. I think I got one left on. Uh-huh. The old lady who kicked me in the head called me a communist jerk and just generally got uptight, y'all. She said, how can a savage like you know anything, boy? You ain't even white. God damn. Really wish I'd stayed home and gotten high. Instead of coming into the street and having this awful fight Got the supermarket blues It's really much more than I can ever use I got the supermarket blues If I could choose It's really them I'd like to lose I got the supermarket blues. If I could choose, it's really them I'd like to lose
0: Eugene McDaniels, aka the Left Reverend Eugene McDee. Next, the title of this 2015 album by Terence Blanchard, Breathless, plus the title tune, which I'm going to play, serves as a reminder of the last words said by black New Yorker Eric Garner, I can't breathe, in a chokehold by a New York Police Department officer and explores the effects of racism and the aftermath of its devastation on societies around the world. And here we are, five years later, where a very similar murder has been committed by one police officer, aided by three others, against George Floyd, where his last words were also, I can't breathe. The title of this selection is Breathless. Trumpeter Terence Blanchard. Racial prejudice isn't something that happens only outside of Canada. There have been numerous instances of brutality and injustice committed against First Nations people here, as well as instances of great cruelty against minorities, including Blacks. Certainly, some of the antipathy towards people of Asian descent uh, in the midst of the COVID virus is, a, is an illustration of that racism. Here's a composition by A Tribe Called Red that they composed this year in support of the Indigenous-led protests involving the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline. It's called Land Back, and they describe it as a testament to using music as a mechanism to encourage unity and help give others a voice. During the pipeline protests, they wrote a statement saying, We oppose the invasion of sovereign Indigenous lands by the RCMP and the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline. We stand with the Wet'suwet'en people and their hereditary chiefs. We stand with all the people working to support their fight. Until our Canadians are willing to treat the Indigenous nations of this land with the respect due... A sovereign people's reconciliation will remain an empty gesture. A tribe called Red, land back. A tribe called Red. Here is part of a powerful post I recently saw on Facebook. It's entitled Your Black Friend is Trying to Be Okay. It reads, your black friend in the past 30 days has watched a black man get shot while jogging, Ahmed Arbery. A black woman gets shot dead while sleeping, Breonna Taylor. And the murder of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. Your black friend has also listened to the President of the United States use segregationist words as a veiled threat. Your black friend is trying to be okay. Please don't ask, ask us about the looting. Please don't chastise us about the rioting. Please don't tell us that all lives matter. Please don't minimize our fear. Please don't bring up black-on-black crime. Please don't ask, what about Chicago? Please don't say, If you just act like, followed by the name of some wildly successful black person, please don't judge us. Your black friend is trying to be okay. Listen to your black friend. Empathize with your black friend. Support your black friend. Pray for your black friend. Pray with your black friend. Just let your black friend know you really care. Oscar Peterson wrote this next tune in 1962, and it has been embraced by people throughout the world as an anthem of the civil rights movement. Peterson experienced many episodes of racial prejudice during tours of the U.S. during his early years, but never expected to find this in Canada. But he did when his family was subjected to racial taunts outside his home in Montreal in 2006. This composition included lyrics which he commissioned to have written, and they start off, When every heart joins every other heart and together yearns for liberty, that's when we'll be free. When every hand joins every hand and together molds our destiny, that's when we'll be free. Oscar Peterson's Hymn to Freedom. Oscar Peterson trio. Next, maybe my favorite recording of the episode Attica Blues by Archie Shepp from 1972, with lyrics by Archie Shepp's drummer, Beaver Harris, responding loudly and passionately to the tragic outcome of a prison uprising. This is about Attica Prison in upstate New York, where September 13th, 1971, state troopers opened fire on the prison to try and end a four day rebellion in protest of inhumane conditions. The singer here is veteran gospel soul singer Carl Hall. It also features Clifford Thornton on cornet, plus two electric bassists and four percussionists, and Archie Shepp's saxophone. Attica Blues. Thank you. Shep with Attica Blues. In terms of how we, who are part of the white majority, can be a part of the solution rather than the problem, I think we need to be willing to have a dialogue with our white friends, people from different cultures, and any black neighbors or acquaintances. I was quite touched by this recent post on Facebook. I quote, I am a 40-year-old White woman living in the South, and today was the first time I spoke frankly about racism with a black man. When Ernest, my appliance repair man, came to the front door, I welcomed him in. As this was his second visit and we'd established a friendly rapport, I asked him how he was feeling in the current national climate. Naturally, he assumed I was talking about the coronavirus because what white person actually addresses racism head-on, in person, in their own home? When Ernest realized that I wanted to know about his experience with racism, he began answering my questions. What's it like for you on a day-to-day basis as a black man? Do cops ever give you any trouble? The answers were illuminating. Ernest, a middle aged, friendly, successful business owner, gets pulled over in Myrtle Beach at least six times a year. He doesn't get pulled over for traffic violations, but on the suspicion of him being a suspect in one crime or another. Mind you, he is in uniform, driving in a work van clearly marked with his business on the side. They ask him about the boxes in his car, parts and pieces of appliances. They ask to see his invoices and ask him why there is money and checks in his invoice clipboard. They ask if he's selling drugs. These cops get angry if he asks for a badge number or pushes back in any way. Every time, he is the one who has to explain himself, although they have no real cause to question him. Ernest used to help folks out after dark with emergencies. Not anymore. He does not work past dinner time, not because he doesn't need the business, but because it isn't safe for him to be out after dark. He says, there's nothing out there in the world for me past dark. Let me say that again. Ernest, a middle-aged black man in uniform, cannot work past dark in Myrtle Beach in 2020 because it's not safe for him. He did not say this with any kind of agenda. It was a quiet, matter-of-fact truth. Unquote. This next tune by Nina Simone is pretty self-explaining.
3: Mississippi Goddamn is our last tune. We had some requests for it. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest everybody knows about Mississippi, gone damn. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. Everybody knows about Mississippi, gone damn. Can't you see it? I know you can feel it. It's all in the air. I can't stand the pressure much longer. Some Say a prayer Alabama's got me so upset and Governor Wallace has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi gone down Hound dogs on my trail School children sitting in jail Black cat crossed my path, I think every day's gonna be my last sister my brother my people and me you lied to me all these years you told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady and you'd stop calling me sister Sadie but my country is full of lies we all gonna die and die like flies I don't trust no anymore they keep on saying go slow that's just the trouble desegregation
0: The inspiration for this next well-known Marvin Gaye tune came from Rinaldo Obie Benson, a member of the Motown vocal group The Four Tops, after he and the group's tour bus arrived at Berkeley May 15, 1969. While there, Benson witnessed police brutality and violence in the city's People's Park during a protest held by anti-war activists and what was hailed later as Bloody Thursday. Upset by the situation, Benson asked, What is happening here? He discussed what he saw with friend and songwriter Al Cleveland, who put it into a song. Benson tried to give the song to his group, The Four Tops, who turned it down, claiming it was a protest song. Benson said, I said, No, man, it's a love song about love and understanding. I'm not protesting. I want to know what's going on. He then took it to Marvin Gaye, who revised the melody, changed some lyrics, and recorded it in 1971, and the result was legendary. It's a question many of us are asking as the police brutality that Benson witnessed in 1969 is continuing today here in 2020, targeting mostly blacks or other minority groups. I'm going to play a later instrumental version by the jazz superstar group Weather Report from 1985. What's going on? Weather report with Joseph Zawanol on keyboards, Wayne Shorter saxophones, Victor Bailey bass, Omar Hakim on drums and Mino Sinelu on percussion. You've been listening to discovering jazz. My name is Larry Sademan. this episode has been about racism and how jazz ends up being part of the solution rather than the problem. Finishing this week's program with the Liberation Music Orchestra.